0: You're listening to the Bring the Light Podcast, episode number 36. Hey, this is Liz Watt. Do you know you have a light within you just waiting to be shared with this world? Everything we do in this life either increases or diminishes this light. But as we become more aware of this light, this light can become our ultimate guidance emotionally physically and spiritually so I want to ask you do you want to take a journey with me do you want to take a journey together and bring our light to this world if so let's shine for all to see Hi, everyone it's Liz and I want to welcome you out to the podcast today you know I've been thinking um, I've had a lot of contemplation this last week. I was thinking of one of our childhood games, the game that we all love to play as a child, hide and go seek. I have six kids of my own, and I know that they, whenever they had friends come over, they would go into the basement because the basement had a lot of fun places to hide. And as we know, the object of the game is to hide as best as you can until they they find you. And the one that gets found the last actually wins the game. So you want to try to find the best hiding place that you can. But as I was sitting there thinking of this game this week, I started to think about, do we take that game and put it into our... Our, our daily lives as we get older? Do we continue to hide from the world? Do we hide so much that people can't find us? Sometimes we think that if we hit hide ourselves so much no one find, finds us, then maybe we won. But is that really true? Do we really win if we hide so much? during this week at the come follow me we talked about Jonah and this is a great analogy with Jonah you know Jonah was asked to go spe- go teach the people of Nineveh and the people of Nineveh were were totally against him and his people and they were basically rivalries and so he had no desire to go and and preach to them but God wanted him to go and, and basically teach, teach them and ask for repentance and all that stuff and he had no desire to do that so he got on a boat and the funny thing is about this story is that not only did he get on a boat the boat went away from Nineveh the opposite direction and then when he got onto the boat he went to the very bottom of the boat and then he fell asleep. So basically it was the farthest away that he could be from Nineveh is that he wanted to hide. But as we know, when it comes to God, it's hard to hide. And because of the circumstance that happened with, with Jonah, he ended up going and teaching the people of, of Nineveh. And um, the thing is, though, is that Jonah did all he could do to hide from the world. I had, like I said, I had a lot of contemplation that I was able to do this week. Because I had kind of a sad situation that happened to me. My cousin, who is just a year younger than me passed away from colon cancer. It was a really sad situation because she's only 48 years old. She has 10 kids and her youngest is only three and so all of these kids now don't have a mom that can that can guide them on this earth and she has to do it from the other side. And so it just was kind of a sad situation the fact that I was able to think about her and her life. When I was born, she was born a year later, and my name is Elizabeth Ann, and her parents decided to name her Elizabeth Ann also. And so here was two cousins that had the same name, and so we kind of had that bond of growing up together. As you know that I came from a polygamous family, I chose not to continue on that practice. Liz, her, both of our moms are sisters and they were also involved in the polygamous group. She decided that she wanted to continue on polygamy in her family and so she got married to, uh, and they were in a polygamous relationship and she had six kids. Well, when I was with my aunt this weekend as we were driving to the funeral, she told me about how one of her daughters was talking to Liz one day. So it was two cousins talking to each other. And her daughter had mentioned that she was going to go hunting. And Liz looked at her and she says, What? You're allowed to go hunting? And my cousin said, What do you mean? I'm not allowed, I can do whatever I want. I don't have to be allowed to go. I can go and do whatever I want. Well, that kind of just planted a seed within Liz because here, when you're in a polygamous um, relationship, there's a lot of controlling that has to be done so that there's order. If everybody was able to do whatever they wanted to do, then there would be chaos because there's a lot of wives and a lot of children. And so as you know, within your own family, you have rules and boundaries and things that you have to set so that you can have order. But when it gets bigger like this, those rules and boundaries are also placed on the wives because If every wife was doing whatever they wanted to, um, then it would not, it wouldn't be fair and there would just be a lot of turmoil that happens within the family. So Liz was starting to feel that she couldn't be the person that she wanted to be and it got to a point in her life where it was harder to stay in the relationship and to hide herself from the world. Than it was to leave with six kids. So she got up enough courage and she left. And there was a lot of hard things that she went through. She ended up finding another man and they ended up having four more children. So she had six, I mean, she had 10 kids altogether. But Liz took a journey in her life to be able to find her voice because it had been suppressed for so many years. And as she was married to the second man, she started to be able to feel like she could express herself more, and she could also do things in her life that were more, that she felt was important. She ended up starting, well, being involved with a business with these other women, and as she was doing this, she was able to finally break away and be the person that she wanted to be. She started to teach and she started to get up on stage and and tell her story and just tell her like her passion towards health and and life and love and all of these things that made her feel like she brought value to this world to where so many years yes she did bring value before but it was in a different way that she felt like she couldn't express herself and so this last four years she really opened herself up and became so vulnerable with who she was and shared herself with the world and she ended up putting out you know her kids were talking about these Facebook videos that before there's no way she could have done something like that but she became so okay with who she was now she did these fun Facebook videos to be able to help promote her business and one thing her son said is you know when she was doing it we kept on saying mom why are you doing that you're just embarrassing us but now that she did that They're so grateful that they have these little video footages that they're able to carry on and be able to hold close for the rest of their life. You know, I was sitting there thinking about, um, there was this talk that President Nelson gave in the Women's Conference in October of 2015. He wasn't the prophet yet, but he gave a, a talk and it was called A plea to my sisters and he talked about how in 1979 President Spencer W. Kimball he made a prophecy about how the women would impact the church and in the in these latter days and he said much of the major growth that is coming to the church in the last days will come because of the many of the good women of the world will be drawn to the church in large numbers. This will happen to the degree that the women of the church reflect righteousness and articulateness in their lives, and to the degree that the women of the church are seen as distinct and different in happy ways from the women of the world. President Nelson went on to say, My dear sisters, you who are our vital associates during this winding up scene, the day that President Kimball foresaw is today. You are the women he foresaw. Your virtue, light, love, knowledge, courage, character, faith, and righteousness lives will draw good women to the world along with their families to the church in unprecedented numbers. He went on to say, "'Sisters, do you realize the depth and scope of your influence when you speak those things that come to your heart and mind as directed by the Spirit?' A superb stake president told me of a state council meeting in which they were wrestling with a difficult challenge. At one point, he realized that the stake stake primary president had not spoken. So he asked if she had any impressions. Well, actually, I have, she said, and then proceeded to share a thought that changed the entire direction of the meeting. The stake president continued. As she spoke, the spirit testified to me that she had been given the voice of the revelation we had been seeking as a council and I can also testify to this I have been in ward council as I was the primary president of our ward and I was in that calling for four years and we would meet in the beginning we, we met every week and then later on we met every other week and I have been in meetings before and I felt intimidated to be able to speak up and give my input now, I'm not saying that it was because of the other you know men in the, the room because it, I'd never had that where they made me feel like I was inferior but I did it to myself I felt like maybe what I had to share wasn't that important and so I would hide I would keep back from things that I knew that I needed to share but I didn't and then at times when I I had thoughts come to me, it was like all of a sudden my heart would start to pound and I knew that I needed to share something. And I knew that this was revelation that I was supposed to share with the council. And so I would get up enough courage to share it. And there was other women that were in the council also that finally got up that enough courage to be able to share. I really feel that it's not always the world that is telling us that we don't have value, that we don't have anything that's important to share. I really feel that most of the time is the feelings within us that we allow to overcome us. We allow those voices within us to overshadow what we need to do and so we just learn to just hide because it becomes easier for us to not put ourselves out there and to become vulnerable with our thoughts our ideas so President Nelson went on to say my dear sisters whatever your calling whatever your circumstances we need your impressions your insights and your inspiration we need you to speak up and speak out in ward and state councils we need each married sister to speak as a contributing and full partner as you unite with your husband and governing your family. Married or single, you sisters possess a distinctive capability and special intuition you have received as gifts from God. We brethren cannot duplicate your unique influences. So I want you to think about in your life. How are you hiding from the world? And when are you hiding from the world? What has happened in your life to make you think that you should hide from the world? And is it actually true? I want you to think about these different moments in your life when you have hidden. What is the reason behind it? It's time for us to stop playing hide-and-seek in the world. It's time for us to get out of the shadows. It's time for you to be like my cousin Liz and find your voice because you have something very important to share. You need to share yourself with the world. You need to teach us what you know. This becomes a very vulnerable part in our life. As I've talked about, you know I came from a polygamous family and I'm right now in the process of finishing a book, a a memoir of my life. A long time ago, it was probably about 15, 18 years ago, I started to have these feelings within me that I needed to share more of me, that I needed to tell others who I am, where I came from. I needed to teach more, speak on stage all of that stuff and I would start to entertain those ideas and all of a sudden it was like the anxiety would start to raise up within me and I started to hear those voices within me that told me you're not good enough you came from a polygamous family nobody's gonna listen to you you're not as good as other people what you have to share really isn't that important And I could go on and talk about this, but I think you know what I mean. I think you've probably have had those thoughts and feelings come to you, just like what I did. And so for many years, I pushed those thoughts of going forward away. And every time Heavenly Father gave me these thoughts and inspirations, I would push them away. I would hide. I would go to the bottom of the boat and fall asleep like what Jonah did I would just do everything I could do to have to share a piece of me so now to get to a point where I am writing a book has taken me a big journey to get here in this book I share some of the most vulnerable things of my life I don't really wanna spend much time on this because I think that, that my book in the process of that probably deserves its own podcast, but I hid myself for so many years, and now I'm finally learning how to share myself with the world. I love the part where President Nelson said, Sisters, do you realize the depth and the scope of your influence when you speak those things that come to your heart and to your mind and as directed by the Spirit? What are the things that are being spoken to your heart and your mind and the Spirit is teaching you? You have something within you to share with this world. You have a beautiful gift within you and that we would not be who we are without you. So I want you to remember that you have something that no one else does because you are important and you are needed and you my friend are loved and I'll see you on the next podcast. Do you want to take your search for light to a higher and more meaningful way? Visit me at yourjourneyofhealing.com where you can find more info on courses, retreats, and virtual mentoring. If you'd like to book me to speak at your upcoming conference, retreat, or get together, send me a message. You can follow me at Facebook under Liz Watt or Instagram under Liz Hills. Let's share this podcast so we can make this world a brighter place. I'll see you on the next episode because you. You are important, you are needed, and you, my friend, are loved.